There are times when music is meant to be nothing but soothing. There are others, though, when it's time to be loud and fun. And on this week's episode of the podcast, I'm here to introduce you to the latter. Join me, Zach Walsh, as I talk to Jacob, Lucas, Susie, Amani, Sean, and David about their band, Spring Colors. This noise pop band from Toronto, Ontario has a lot of heart and puts their core in creating something I think is truly special. While this episode may be running a little bit differently than others, it's a lot of fun and I hope you'll stick around to the end to catch some of their music. Welcome to Schedule for Launch, a podcast to discover the projects that you may have missed. This week, I'm here doing something really different than what we usually get, which is tabletop role-playing game shit, and I'm talking to a band. It's been far too long, but there are, there's what, six of you here? Yep. They're nodding. Hi, Spring Colors. Welcome to Schedule for Launch. Hey, thank you so much for having us. We're sorting out some logistical stuff, as we always are. We do have six people, uh, but we are using two microphones. Cotton cost. So it can only go well. We'll see. (laughs) It's going to go fine. We're going to have fun. We're also recruiting. If if anyone out there wants to join the band, uh, we have a lot more spots and a lot more space on stage for everybody. So... Just uh, DM us. Yeah, uh, we're Indie Rock Slipknot. Um, the new requirement, though, is you need a full <laughs> license and ideally a car. Because uh, there's a lot of us, but we're city kids, so not a lot of drivers in the band. <laughs> what are the openings for? Driver. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, no, not driver. You need a roadie. I get it. Uh, yeah, uh, if you can play any form of a synthesizer, the more the merrier. Um, or a second bass, I think, would work, too, but... A second shouter. Yeah. Second shouter. That would be fun. <laughs> just two people screaming at each other. No lyrics, just arguing on stage. Arguing on stage. <laughs> yeah. What's the guy that has on TikTok that has the electronic woodwind instrument for the frog songs? Oh, if you frog have type that beat. instrument, you're automatically in. Yeah. We've we've been on a frog type wave recently. It would also be cool to get like a contemporary dancer who like doesn't have choreography they just dance according to how they feel to our music as we play i like the mighty mighty boss tones they had that really yeah yeah, the mighty mighty boss tones had a dancer in the band i once saw a band that had a contemporary painter (laughs) they just (laughs) this girl came in with a bunch of oil paint and a big piece of cardboard that she found outside and just painted in front of the whole set was it also the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones? No, it was like they were like a jazz. Six people, and I think plus her made seven. So, oh, boy. Six people and a painter. I've never heard of that. Y'all want to introduce yourselves, though? Oh, I don't think she was, but. Uh, I'm Lucas. What do you do? Oh, what do I do? Oh, yeah. I play guitar and I sing. I'm Sean. I play bass and I sing when I'm allowed to. I'm Jacob. I play guitar. I sing uh, sometimes since, but not really anymore. I'm Susie. I play percussion and I sing also. My name is David. I yell and I occasionally get to work on my tight five. Um, my name is Amani and I play synths and I sing sometimes also. 
I like how all of you sing. <laughs> yeah, he should have really taken out the singing part. <laughs> no, I think it's important. <laughs> I think After it's like important for spring time. colors, actually. You guys got layers. I've been listening to you all, I think pre-COVID is when I started listening to spring colors. So I wanted to show some support to David. I know that I had a very brief conversation with Lucas about his solo stuff. Or we followed each other with the intention of setting something up, and then it yeah, never happened. And I think we just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to your stuff. I was oh, like, I like you. this. I got to talk to him. <laughs> I think um, I think it would have been around 2021, so things were reopening again, and then everyone was like, fuck it. Let's get outside. Yeah. We're done with being indoors. All these podcasts that just popped up are dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, we started oh, i don't know i feel like i came on a little later but we got our first project out in march 2020 and we know that was a great month and also year for the world for live music yeah and and then we were really excited to play and then uh all of that stuff happened um but we started uh playing together with some added additions with Sean and Amani this year. And we played our first show in the summer and it's been really cool. It's been a blast. I, I don't think we have any other shows planned until the new year. We're doing like the Bonnie Vare, Kanye West, like enter a cabin for a few months and start writing. But yeah, that's, that's our, that's our blurb. <laughs> Sorry. What happened in 2020 again? Um, the whole, the whole global pandemic. Right, right. That. Thank you. Yeah. I forgot. Not nice. No, it wasn't nice. You're, yeah, very much so. It was a bad time. But I do want to ask, how is playing live? I feel like if it, it, this depends on who you ask, because <laughs> I show up <laughs> on the drum kit that we stole um, in high school, and. Nine times out of ten, the other band brings the kit, so I, I come with the breakables, uh, and it's fun for me. But I, I might flip it to Lucas because he might have a different opinion. Yeah, I think as you can tell by the number of us, there's a ton of logistical nightmares getting into just playing, specifically on like the synth side, because Amani plays synths. The key letter there is the second S in synths of not just like <laughs> one synthesizer that she like changes presets on, but I think we have like three to four depending on the show. Um, and so I think like playing live was obviously really fun every time to actually just like play and connect with people like that. Um, but I think we finally started finding our groove. Perfect time for when we then decide to instead write again. But we started finding our groove just at least tech-wise of how to make it all sound good and feel confident with what we're hearing and what we're playing. And so, I don't know. I think overall it was just good. I, I was expecting way rougher of a start than what it actually was. This, I feel like I need to preface with, I do the least amount of things live, uh, but I'm having the fucking time of my life. Uh, I get to show up. I get to yell. <laughs> Um, and I feel it, people can correct me if they feel differently and maybe the most comfortable with like public speaking in front of crowds. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I basically just get to do crowd work and be silly. But for, I like, think 30 having the least time. to do could be the hardest thing to do That's a little true. bit. That's true. Yeah. Cause you got to like know how to move your hands. I'm holding a, a 
space. So like yeah. I am like preoccupied. But you need to like, you know, dance, I guess. Or yeah. Yeah. The masses. Yeah. Sometimes I fall down. Okay. Yeah. I I think especially like it's it's very fun for me and I enjoy it, but we could definitely fall in the category to like say our like family members or friends who listen to our music of like, it's nice music. I just don't get all the yelling uh, and the, the yelling <laughs> is me. So that's like a really fun. Yeah. I think on the family and friends front, a lot of people like they would start hearing a song and it's just like chiptune synths and they'd be like, Oh, this is like a nice fun indie thing. And then David starts screaming over top of it. And I think people get confused on where we land, but I think we have fun with it. So I think it's its own vibe in the end, and we're down with it. I think another really important thing as well about the live performances is that, like, we've been playing music together since 2010, maybe. Like, the three of us, at least, me, David, and Lucas. And we were doing shows like in 2015, 2016 under a different name. Uh, we had a different band before that as well, all together. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing this for a really, really long time. So I think when you know people come to our shows and and like last show we told them it was our third show ever as a band, they're like, "What? What the hell are you talking about?" And it's like it, that's not true, right? Because like we've been playing together for so long, and I think we've really gotten to know each other really well, especially with. Um, just our kind of like, you know, little personalities and like the way that we like to perform on stage. Like, I think everyone has a really clear defined role that they're comfortable with, which I think works really well. Well said. Yeah, that was really well said. We're talking about tone of spring colors and kind of this mix and then David yelling. You've defined yourself as, I believe, noise pop, right? So for our less maybe accustomed to different genres do you want to just give a rough idea on what that is yeah i think it's just like i I think we mostly go with like indie noise pop um and what that is is just like imagine your regular schmegular indie band that likes to just be loud and just extra loud on top of it i think song form wise we it's pretty basic songs. We're not writing like 10 minute post rock or ambient things. We're not, not getting anymore. into that front. Pop, pop, <laughs> mostly, I would say pop on the side of just like short, fun tunes that you can have a good time to and then just noisy on there. Like we like synths, we like found sounds, and we like to incorporate all those different. I, I mean, I, I won't speak for all of us. At least I like to incorporate all those different tones and textures into our music just because i feel like there's a lot there that gets not used i think it's being appreciated more now with things like hyperpop on the rise too oh yeah um but imagine a subset of that and then imagine the lyrics are impossible for your fans to ever sing back to you at a show that's what spring colors is is that because there's six people singing at you that's a factor I think there's also like a really, I'd say like fun internal, I wouldn't say divide. I think it's like the writing process is really collaborative. Uh, Like we all like as a collective enjoy a lot of like similar tastes in like indie rock and I would say like punk music. But then there's some of us who like a lot of like harsher sounding music and noise and other people who like really like 
strong choruses. So half the band's like, hey, what if we sung here? And then the other half of the band's like, what if we had a noise board take up a mic spot instead? Um, And that kind of very contributes to, I think, both like live and recording. Recording is a lot easier to pull off like that mixture because you have all the time and space in the world. And then live is like, cool, we're playing like spaces that can fit 100 people in it. And they maybe have like three microphones normally. So like, what what do you do? And I think like Lucas said, like he said, we don't write, you know, large math rock parts or like ambient parts, but we have those parts in our songs. Right. Yeah. So I think that's what makes this question so difficult to answer because people ask it all the time they're like well what kind of music do you make right and we're like um noisy kind and also (laughs) kind of nice kind and also kind of singing kind i just say alternative (laughs) yeah exactly yeah (laughs) like there's just so many elements that i think represent each member because everyone brings their own taste to the songwriting as well that like you'll find you know those pop punk shout courses you'll find those math bits you'll find those ambient parts like it's all in there right it's all kind of mashed up into this weird kind of almost unnameable genre even though you know we can go with noise pop i guess um but yeah it, it, it's it's hard to define at least for me like it feels like there is a lot of different elements that all of us bring to the table, I think. Yeah. Uh, given the timeline in which we wrote songs too, I think it makes it quite difficult right now to um, define ourselves genre-wise because like, we do have the math rock stuff, we do have this and that, but um, a lot of the songs are what we wrote three, four years ago. The ha- half our ten set years is... years ago? Yeah, ten the like three plus years ago and then half are from this past year and i think you can see there's like or you can hear that difference between each of the two eps and i think as we were to keep going and writing more and more together as the process becomes more and more collaborative that um that sound would kind of streamline and morph into something i feel finally more concise that we can describe <laughs> i was going to bring that up because the first EP's a little bit looser and Loom is so much more unified, but it has a very different sound to it. You're talking about having these like really nice sounds and just different elements. That comes through a lot to me, at least in It'll All End In. Like that first album, so strong to defining the sound that y'all have right now. Oh, thank you. That's that's my favorite song. And that's the one we actually wrote all together. Like um, it was just kind of a synth line at the beginning that I got off, like, I think a B-side health points thing, uh, played it for them, and then we thought of a structure, started playing on top of it, and uh, kind of, like, came together with the song. And it honestly feels the most like us. It's a shame that it's only, like, a minute and a half long. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame that your first, like, loom is only about eight minutes i know I hell like yeah brother we're like tune into the album and it's like seven minutes of music <laughs> we're never gonna get rich off the spotify streams at this rate oh and they just bumped it up too but it, it, it's it's always the issue with filling up set times too um most recently this was pretty crazy we had a 45 minute set time which was wild oh, no. for us because typically i know yeah wild but also oh no um but Usually we get everything in with like a fun cover. We like switch up the cover every time uh, in like a half hour. Um, but in 2024, watch out. We come out of the wilderness in the spring and we'll have like 
20 songs. That's how I envision the writing process to go. It's going to be that easy. I'm going to come out and say it. Songs are too long. Show me, show me a five-minute-long song that needs to be five minutes. Show me. I, ch- I challenge every songwriter out there. That that's that's old. Go through the list. Show of me all a new song. That you sent me, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true. You could just play a one-minute song five times, or twenty times. You know. Yeah. I think that's what. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think if you did like the one that you start the set with at the end of the set list, like people wouldn't notice. We talk about this all the time, like Adam and I with Hundred Knives. Like if we were to do your opener at the end of the set to like your friends and family or the local crowd, I think you could get away with it. We always get people that are so kind to do the one more song after the set. It's like, we don't have any more songs. (laughs) Like, I really wish, like, I I want to play the Cure cover that we've recycled. Um, But yeah, it's it's, in 2024, I think we'll have um, a larger repertoire. And then we're really, or I'm really looking forward to switching up the songs between shows. Yeah. Um, and keeping things fun. There's stuff in the tank. Yeah. Let's talk about that, actually, because this is still kind of a new and upcoming thing for y'all. This is not your full-time job at the moment. Spring colors, I mean. So let's talk about writing, getting more, and like what a typical... No, we're not going to say typical. What a writing process can look like, because I feel like it's insane. Oh, I'm starting again? Um, I think the way the song ends up sounding, there's so many factors along the way. I think it's a very uh, delicate process. In doing something for a song at one point in time can change its course completely. Uh, As of right now, I think there's two... or two particular ways we end up writing songs or start them off. One's on Guitar Pro uh, of just sending each other files and that's just mostly the guitar parts and drums and bass with the structure sent out. Um, And then the, and that kind of gives us like a good structured song that's um, that we know will sound good and we can add on to um, and it's pretty much ready to go right when we start, um, but sometimes can be a little confined because uh, writing something on the computer is not the same as the other version, which is like just starting with a synth sound a lot of the time and building off a texture from there and building more from feel. So those songs become harder to put together, um, but eventually can lead to just an interesting process and an interesting song structure. I think for an example, ellipsis or it'll all end in is just built off a synth tone and just built out from there while uh, Thank You and Spring Colors type beat both kind of come from pre-written Guitar Pro. Um, And so you see in those songs, it's kind of like, actually, maybe not really. I was going to say verse, chorus, (laughs) verse, chorus, but they're a little fucked in themselves. But um. Uh, yeah, and I think those, but yeah, so those are the two main ways I think we go about writing songs. And then from there, it's pretty much, we don't really jam things out too much, I don't think. Uh, a, a lot of it is David and I will have an idea kind of, um, 
work on the general architecture of the song and let people come in from there and add their parts. Uh, we also have only ever really written through recording. Uh, as you can see behind us, this is where we do a lot of our recording and rehearsing. Yeah. So we, because we have so much access to recording gear right off the bat, right away, we can spend so much time um, and just come back to ideas whenever we really want. And we, we're never really pressed for time. Um, I lost my train of thought and now I feel like I'm rambling. I have a just a really funny side note on the writing ideas because uh, I think it was like once we were playing like video games. It was like you, me, and Jacob and we were talking about how we both submit ideas whereas like I'm very much like I, I send out like a structure of a thing and then whatever people want to do with it is theirs. Like I don't feel like a weird ownership of like, like no, Susie, the drums need to sound like this. Like, no, absolutely not. I think I, I, like I write down what makes sense in my head, knowing that people will contribute their own ideas and their own parts. And that's what makes it like a band song versus like, like one person submitting ideas. But I feel less so now, but definitely when we were doing stuff for like the second EP or stuff that will hopefully get released in like 2024, I was like, my my A plus stuff that like isn't very abrasive are like spring color songs. Like anything I write that is like punk or indie is A plus. And then Lucas just goes, yeah, sometimes it's just like the stuff I got left over or like not left over, but he's just like, I'm just fucking around and this. But I think like his ideas of like fucking around, like he said, ellipses are like very smart and very intricate and are like textural things that like I can't do. Like I need to write on like a guitar or a bass or drum or like traditional instruments. But I think like other people in this band can like pull from like synths and sounds and like that's really fucking cool and like adds like a cooler collab. I think our like final thing too is that in either way we write, we like a slow, consistent process of just hammering out parts. And um, at least for me, going back and reviewing songs uh, to see if we can always consistently do something better. I know that extends the recording process and sometimes makes us spend way too long on something than we should. But um, I think I like details in music, little things that you can pick up on that don't need to be there but add something for the people who catch them like there are definitely callbacks or like references to some of our songs in other songs quite often both through lyrics and in thing and i think i don't know uh we all kind of or at least i do i think david does too spend our time slowly crafting out a piece and taking the time until it's fully done despite where we start from I think I can offer some some insight on this too because a lot of EP1 was me and Lucas in this room like just recording unfinished songs like we were just building and adding and it was like what if we put a synth here what if we put a synth there and it was such a interesting creative process that we hadn't really done before um, that I really enjoyed and I think kind of maybe created some of the chaos that you were describing in the first EP um, Whereas with EP2, I feel like we were really focused on getting the songs finished first. Like we were really mm -hmm. focused on like, what does this song need? Where can we fill in? Where can we make sure that like everything is being covered tonally, that kind of thing. Um, and then just for me personally, like I try to use Guitar Pro. I'm not very good at like writing and that kind of thing. My um, input usually comes with like listening to what Lucas has down or like something like that and just like riffing off of that you know just in the moment kind of feeling it out um yeah i don't know what you guys feel about that but 
Yeah, I think like David had mentioned earlier that we're not really a jammy band, but in terms of like the drum parts for me, like it's always been a bit more of a free thinking kind of thing. Well, I don't know if I want to call myself a free thinker, but like this is the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is it. This yeah. is it. <laughs> I need a cigarette. Um, uh, the, I I feel like in in the times that. Like, I, I have sat down in this room to write drum parts or come up with something. It's kind of just been like, okay, let's put what we have on, and then you can just riff to it. Um, oftentimes, like, Lucas will have something in Guitar Pro that I can, like, listen to, use it as a baseline. Um, I start there, and then I, I obviously have the liberty to switch it however way I like. Um, and from my perspective, it's, it's always, like, a collaborative experience, like play something how does that sound we can put something here we can add something there so yeah i i enjoy kind of the free flow moments um i've never written uh <laughs> a music ever um uh i wasn't actually in the band when they wrote or recorded yeah any uh either of the eps i just joined this summer um really yeah. Um, so all everything that's on the recordings is them, and I. Yeah, I'm the newest addition to the the band. Um, I'm looking forward to being involved in this. Like, I was in a couple of bands before this, and I would always kind of like skirt around having to help write because I just I find <laughs> it I just find it like I don't I don't even under I don't quite really understand where you even start like it just baffles me but i think doing it with five other people will be a little bit more approachable um so that'll be fun i'm also really really uh, hoping to like sneak a couple uh bathroom jokes into a couple songs that's on the record uh, I don't think anyone really likes that, given everyone's reaction to it just now. <laughs> so maybe I won't. Maybe I won't. Maybe maybe that's a 2025 EP. <laughs> so, Amani, what was it like when five people were like, hey, join our band? Or was it just like it's a casting so, call? It's kind of funny, like, because, of, like, the three, the three of you, the four of you, the four of you have been in bands together, known each other since like high school. And then I um, work at the same office as Sean. Um, I'm okay. a freelancer there. We work uh, at a toy company. And okay. um, I actually never really knew Sean or like <laughs> talked to him. I think we sat at the same lunch table like two days earlier. And yeah. I was like, okay, we're friends. Now, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, like Sean's team moved over to where the team I usually work with um, all sit. And then, yeah, we like ate lunch together with a couple other people like once. Um, and then uh, another day he was wa walking by and he's like, hey, Monty, um, this other guy at the office uh, said that you used to play keys in a band. And I was like, um, yeah. And he was like, cool. Do you want to join uh, my band? Like, we're really cool. And I was like, okay, sure. And then that was pretty, pretty much how that happened. I was actually astounded that it was that easy as well. I was like, she's going to back out. She, <laughs> she just said yes to be nice. And yeah, it was, it was, it's been really fun getting to know everybody and like learning a lot from everyone as well. Um, and I'm excited to learn the writing process. That'll be fun. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. That is such a band story, though. 
I was in one when I was younger, and that's basically what happened. It was just, oh, you have a bass guitar? You don't know how to play it that well. All right, come on. Yeah, I think that that was my drum origin story as well, because I started out um, as a pianist. Like, I have classical piano uh, training. So I just, I figured that it, it, because they're both percussion instruments, like drums and piano. Um, I I started out in stage band. Um, So I went from, like, smashing a kick drum with, like, a mallet um with like my high school band playing like the mission impossible theme to um talking i think i think it was you dave right you were kind of the catalyst as to how i joined yeah Yeah. i met dave at a model united nations conference in grade nine um Ah. yeah it's a (laughs) very niche origin (laughs) story and the rest is history as they say so um i i've been here for a long time but sean is also still relatively new and you you've been with us for like almost like over a year now like a year actually. and a half yeah. Yeah. yeah so i was like i think you guys had two of the songs off the new ep pretty much done and david had written some bass lines and i was able to like we were saying like just kind of play through it and rehearse some some of what david had played and i added a couple little things but what david had was awesome so i kind of just got to pretend that i wrote it which was kind of cool and then yeah and then and then on ellipses when lucas brought in that synth line we kind of all wrote that together and we actually kind of banged that out really quick and I, I, I it was it was really cool to have a chance to write with everybody and it was nice to see that it all gelled so like Amani said i'm really excited to actually like all properly get together and write for the next couple songs that we're doing Sean was sorry Lucas just before we go any further I'm so glad that these guys joined because like they bring such a different energy and dynamic to us because I think like with the four of us like we've been playing music together for so long that like I don't want to say we stagnated but we definitely like kind of fell into a groove and these guys brought us out of it like they bring such good energy and like such fun as well to practices that I think makes us take at least I take myself a little bit less seriously in this uh, whole endeavor and I'm just so grateful for that so thank you guys thank you I was gonna say Sean doesn't give himself enough credit he was here for a lot of the recording and write and writing process everything post from ellipses onward the whole recording process he was he was around from Susie recording drums and him sleeping on the couch <laughs> to <laughs> him recording bass someone had to do it yeah and me sleeping on the So obviously recording is a huge monster in and of itself. Any particularly really solid stories about other band members that comes up from this whole process? Or is it like as chill as this? Wow, the speed at some of those hands going up. <laughs> I mean, I for both EPs was around for the writing process of them. Um, and then I did this really fun thing uh, as a band member where I'd move across the country every like six months. Um, so, which w- yeah, which was usually around <laughs> the time of recording. So I usually just came in at the recording vocal ideas. And I think because of like guitar pro and I also have like recording software on my laptop. So I was able to like demo stuff back and forth, but like, the recording process is usually really vibey and goofy. Like I think as Jacob was saying, like with Amani and Sean joining, it's become a lot more relaxed. And I think as we've grown as like musicians, like there's obviously like a phase both live and recording where you feel the need to be like so self-serious or do this persona. But at our core, we're like, we're really silly people. Like our, our in-between practicing, we show each other our like 
likes and shares on like TikTok and Instagram. Brain um, rot time. Brain, it's, yeah. it's brain rot time. And I, I think like like as the band especially has gone into like performing live, it's become sillier and a lot more relaxed. And I think that in recording, that's kind of when it started. And I'm very interested to see like when we record with all six of us, I think it's going to be like very relaxed and very silly. And I think there's also just like a really good baseline of like respect, right? Like I think our sound is just like, Oh, like I don't want to be like keeping the person like, Oh, our sounds like really out there, but it's a little strange, like compared to like your typical indie band. But I think because of that, there's like no confines. Like when we started, the one thing was like, as long as like people, like the people in the band vibe with it, like we do it. Um, Just in terms of like recording with individual members, um we recorded most of it here all the guitars and everything here but we booked some studio time in the city to record drums so that's where lucas and i we showed up and we carried the breakables in and stuff like that and then (laughs) played eight ball pool and napped on the sofas and stuff like that i just wanted to see what a studio was like because i had never had any experience of that kind of thing but i mean i feel like the pressure was on for Susie the most on that drum recording session and she absolutely killed it. It was funny. Like we couldn't always hear the tracks and we would just hear what Susie was playing. And she'd be like, it wasn't good. Do it again. We're doing it again. And like, I thought the drums turned out so amazing. So I think the the temperature was definitely Thanks, higher for Susie, but she came through. Whereas here, like everyone's saying, we can be goofy. We can screw up and do it again. But um, yeah, I think, I think that day was really cool for me to see in the studio there. Yeah. Shout out to Greg Gerskin. Gergson? Greg Geisbrecht? Gergson. He's he's our he's our recording guy. Guys bricked. Yeah. Oh, oh, Ger- oh, oh my oh, god. No. His Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um. Shout out to at Gergston. Ger- Gergson. Oh god. Oh god. We love Greg. Um. He's yeah. He he helped us out massively for the drum recording. And I think uh, the last round where I went to the studio to record Loom, I was I felt a lot more at ease. And I think this is a universal feeling that musicians have, where they're just hypercritical of the stuff that they put out like for my drums like if i i don't know hit something in a different place or uh, like i hit a rim or like the hi-hat texture doesn't feel good i hear it like immediately as i'm sure like sean who plays bass like i don't know if he fretted something weird like he would pick it he would pick up on it a lot faster than i would so um but all in all like that process uh was really fun i think i was a lot more nervous when we were doing it back as a as a different band like 2015 2016 because At that point, we had gone to Dream Dreamhouse, yeah. and like that was a full-on like Persian rugs, like the it's like a what is it a brownstone, like beautiful Victorian home, and I was like, yeah, nineteen years young, like I I don't belong here, so uh, I think I got the jitters out then, but it was fun. It, it, it was it was funny like looking out the window after recording a song and then just like looking for reactions and seeing like how that felt and sean's just passed out on the couch (laughs) i see like lucas's thumbs up from like the side of the window i'm like okay that's good i can i can go home now but always a fun time i think on david and Susie's points on both of those uh i think recording has chilled out over the years just in general i think things chill out as you get older uh Susie brought up when we're 19 recording um, and working on that, I think we had like a lot of ideas then, at least for me, that I didn't know how to properly articulate, uh, especially musically. And there's a lot more frustrations back then. Um, n- nowadays, I, I still get worried when we record um, because there's a certain point where it all gets locked in and sent out into the world. And yeah. um, I'm not someone who likes to skip over the details. And 
uh, I, I get a little worried and stressed out and insecure during that process and whether I'm making mistakes or things can be better or if not enough is being done. Um, but I think the vibe of everyone else just makes it so much better and just brings me down to where I need to be to actually mix and record parts. Sorry to end on a more thing note, but... I think just just to add to us gelling, like it really, and Jacob had touched on this earlier, but I think it really turned out to be the best case scenario with everybody involved. Like I had asked Sean and then he like thought about it for a day and he was like, yep, down. Uh, he was in, he was in this practice room like a week after. And then Amani, we asked you, I think in like, like April or something. And then you were in the band photos in May. Like it, like it was, it was so fast. Like two months before our first show. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And we managed to pull it together. Um, I think the, the, um, the shared love for the pee and poo jokes potentially did the drink <laughs> brought forth by Amani. But yeah, it's always, it's, it's always a blast. I think something really important to bring up is um, back when we started this, like Spring Colors, we were in, uh, what, TMU's, like, study hall or something in 2019. Like, the three of us, Lucas, David, and I, not doing music, and, and we hadn't have, had done music for, like, two years at that point together. Um, and we just kind of looked at each other and we're like, we want to do something like we need to do something because this is what we do. You know, like we we make music and we make music together. And I think because of the way that the band before that ended, we wanted to be hypercritical of like really just respecting each other and like giving a lot of space for like ideas and making sure that like we're not being hypercritical and making sure that we're like just creating a welcoming space I think was really important and I think bringing in Sean first really helped that because we started on that note we were like Sean this is the place for you to mess up this is the place for you to like you know do whatever you want to do you have as much of, of a voice as we do like we were super super like clear on that to him and open about it and then once Amani came in it was like the exact same thing you know like give yourself time give yourself the space like you have all the time in the world to get these parts down I think you were more critical on yourself than any of us were ever were um <laughs> but yeah I, I think it was really important for us to just like take a step back and be like okay we were young we were stupid let's try and do this intentionally. Let's try and do this with like a lot of respect for each other. Cause we, we all respect each other. We all love each other in this room. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when it gets into the crunch time, we forget that and it can get a little hectic. At least it did before. Mm -hmm. I mean, this time around it's been, it's been super chill. Like everything has been really, really like loosey goosey and like super easy to handle. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all seem to have, I mean, it's really obvious that there's respect and friendship which is great to see because sometimes I've seen bands that are bands because they can make music together. And the life of that does not last long. Yeah. I think there is like, I just look like objectively at the things that we've done. Like we've, we've now done shows where before like technical errors or mistakes would just like derail everything. And we'd be like so angsty and weird about it. But now we are like, like this, the last show, like Susie was able to go and just like crack jokes with you in between songs. We could never do that before. Like absolutely not allowed. Or same with the fact that like when I 
start like started <laughs> moving and doing frustrating like life things like i told them i was like you get like this is dumb like but i need to go do this thing like you can you can kick me out and they're like no like as long as you're fine with like writing and like doing whatever like there's still a space for you and have this been the pre-ban like jesus christ like if one of us like went on vacation for a little bit we'd be weird at each other or i think even like the idea of there being multiple ideas people was impossible like it was yeah. like we have like one idea and like everyone can work on your parts but everyone then gets to be critical of the parts that you write and then like everyone but i think it just it just came from like like lucas was saying before with writing like everyone had such like firm ideas but not the like both the verbal vocabulary but i think also like music vocabulary to like express them in like healthy ways and like taking time mm -hmm. away and like being i think like more free and loose with it was good also having six people you can like diffuse responsibilities so much easier <laughs> like which is so yep. great because like yeah i can write songs and i can like drive gear but i don't want to fucking touch social media with a 10-foot pole like that well, to, i don't want to do that it. but there's other people in the band <laughs> who are so good at it and can do that and it's sick i wish there was another schedule for launch person genuinely <laughs> it's just me yeah. <laughs> everybody but dave how'd you feel when dave was travel in canada i had only heard about dave in legends <laughs> and in stories because i joined probably soon after dave went for the summer season or whatever uh last year so i had only heard tales of him and then when i met him it was like i don't know i didn't even know i couldn't even believe he was real you know i saw him every summer and had that feeling my first time meeting Dave was in this room. We were, I think we were in the middle of a practice and you were late. It was the day oh, before the first show, right? Yeah, it was like right before. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had just gotten dumped. <laughs> and then he came halfway through. I was dressed up. Yeah, he was, he was dressed up. He was well dressed. He had just gotten dumped. He came in halfway oh, through. Oh no practice <laughs> and i remember like the first song where he starts yelling and i i, I did one of those like because oh, i like had just like practiced for like a couple of months i guess without any yelling or like yeah without any dave without yelling. any dave yelling and uh and then it was just like oh man like this is actually so fun and then yeah that was it that was when i first met you prior to that it was just like we would get a picture sometimes of Dave in, in the woods <laughs> in the group chat. And that was it. That's that was like my my previous notion of, of Dave. We were friends on Instagram together. <laughs> Is it my turn to be angry at David? <laughs> no, I mean it's like, hard to be angry at David, so take it when you can. It it was really frustrating, right? Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fuck around like it was super frustrating especially in the early times like when we were trying to get stuff done and then like david could only be messaging from vancouver right like like we couldn't get him in to to drop a baseline we couldn't get him in like we had to schedule you to fly in to do your vocals or something like that remember that oh i did it when i came home for christmas exactly like like you know we had to find a space when he was going to be here to to get the thing done and that's way less chill than what we were just talking about of like you know people being able to have all the time in the world like it was then or or never right like he had to nail those parts and, and that was really stressful i think in the beginning but like at the same time it was your 
your life. You know, like that, that, those were the choices you made and like you wanted to be there. Right. So like, you can't be mad at your friend for that. It's just like, it's frustrating yeah. in the perspective of the band. Right. Cause I think all of us, you know, Lucas, David and I, we wanted to get stuff done. You know, we wanted to like put stuff out and really start this new kind of era off strong. And it was like, well, shit, we can't do anything until, you know, he gets back or until like this specific date happens kind of thing. So that was super frustrating, but that hasn't happened for a while. I mean, you've been around and things have been good. Um, so we'll see next time he takes a vacation. He's here to stay. Yeah. We live in the same city now. <laughs> All things considered though, like on, on top of Dave, just, having to fly back and forth and being so far away. I don't, I don't think any of us had ever had an inkling of doubt of Dave's commitment to the band. So it was, it was like objectively frustrating just because locationally we're in different places, but we always kept the faith, man. And he returned the prodigal son returned (laughs) to do my bit parts and (laughs) yell. The frustration really dissipated once Sean joined, at least I feel, because there's a big question of like, okay, but who's going to do bass? Um, and then we're like, okay, we'll just ask someone else. And then it was kind of fine from there because I think we all wanted to play live. Um, but obviously knew without a bass player, there's no way of doing it. Um, but at least personally, like, yeah, kind of like what Susie and Jacob said, it, it's objectively frustrating having to schedule in or wait a couple weeks to a month to record something that is ready to get done and letting things sit as they are. But um, we also just, we also, David told us straight up, said, hey, if it's too frustrating for you, then you can kick me out. You You do what you need to do. So it was always fine, I think, also at, at the same time. And at least personally... Uh, I think uh, that just gave me the space to just direct recording efforts and writing efforts in other places, which yeah. was also very fulfilling and also really tamed down the pressure on writing music in Spring Colors, just knowing that I had a place where if I wanted to do all my ideas, I can do it there and then share this with everyone else, however they come. Or... Do not come. <laughs> David. <laughs> do not I don't. Come. Do not come. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's a family friendly podcast. You're going to mess with the sponsorship. No, it's opportunity. not. We're explicit. <laughs> I'd be cussing. <laughs> All right. So I made this complaint to Dave like two days ago. As a band, y'all have your socials on fucking lockdown. I could not Ooh. learn anything about any of you. Some of oh, these names are oh, not you mean English. personal socials. Oh, oh yeah. No. Spring Colors is fine. I can't yeah, make individual Yeah, because we're young professionals. That's literally not true. I'm always on the internet. I'm always posting on my we story. Should, um... <laughs> we should. You're the exception. Either. I'm public. You are the exception. I was able okay, to find perfect. a little bit. We should do out. Secret nice. Santa PI and see how much information we can <laughs> dig on each other. What do you what do you want to know about us? <laughs> Outside of spring colors, what are y'all doing? Oh, big question. D- can you reword it? <laughs> what are some other things you do outside of play music? I don't know. What do I do? I watch movies. I really like watching movies and then 
since now that we're talking about social media, I really like watching movies and then rating them on Letterboxd and making funny reviews and posting them on my Instagram. <laughs> and then what else do I do? Work. Oh, yeah. I work at I work um, part time at a coffee shop uh, in like Queen West area. Okay. And uh, Queen West area, Queen West area. I won't tell you where. Um, and I really like to get fun, weird, um, pretty much anything. It started off with fun, weird sodas, mostly different types of Mountain Dews, and make lattes out of them. Oh. Uh, and then just force people to try them and be like, "You see, it's good." And then, uh, and then when I kind of ventured out into like a, just anything that is kind of slightly a liquid i'll make it into a latte like you know those like really fiery hot ramen packs i made oh, yeah. one out of the like sauce pack okay. it was <laughs> insane it's pretty good so that's what i like to do i guess i can't say anything about food like that i tried beef fizz once and that was an experience What's beef fizz? What is beef fizz? Uh, it is a combination Wait, hold on. Is of beef. Is it B or beef? Beef, beef, beef. with an S. Like, yeah, with the meat. Beef fizz? Beef fizz. Go on. Oh, it is a combination of beef concentrate and 7-Up. Oh. Latte. It's like it's like brothy, right? It's high in collagen. Yeah, it's horrible. Oh, <laughs> it's healthy. I say uh, Amani's is going to be hard to follow up. Yeah, there's a recording of me like dying somewhere out there on my friend's Twitch channel as I drink this very thick Seven Up beef flavored thing. Plug so, it in the chat. I mean, you can make it into a latte, but like, I don't know if I'd recommend it. Speaking let's let's pull that up on the pod. Speaking can we do we, can we do that? Have you guys ever heard of Pilk? Yeah, yeah. Pepsi okay. and milk. Okay. Oh, That's yes. fucking nasty. It's, it's also Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan's in the commercial. I really like her. There's a commercial for Pilk. Yep. Pull it up on the pod. <laughs> yeah, pull it up. Pull it up. <laughs> um, what else do we do? Uh, I mostly like hobbies. I I mostly just I do a lot of music. Uh, I do this. I play in a hardcore band. That's pretty fun. I'm trying. I'm tra- uh, called, we're called Hundred Knives, uh, not One Hundred. Hundred Knives. Uh, trying to get a band off the ground. I'm gonna put this in here so I can pressure the person in Hundred Knives to help me get started. I want to start a band called Government Weed because it's the best band name ever. <laughs> um, no, I yeah, I I, I play music. Um, like Amani, I consume a lot of media. I haven't got on Letterbox yet. I'm on Goodreads though. Um, we can plug that in the chat. Uh, and I currently work in the not-for-profit sector, and I'm looking to make moves. So, hey, if you got any not-for-profit listeners out there who have jobs, hit me up. <laughs> this is a networking I opportunity for Dave. 5% of my audience is from the States, so. <laughs> yeah, guy, He's open I'm to sorry. international work. We're about to record. David can leave for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> to the States. Um, what do I do? Uh, I guess aside from music, I am a dancer of sorts. Um, I'm in a few dance crews in Toronto. Shout out Moxie Dance Crew. Shout out S101 Dance Crew. Um, 
So a lot of music stuff generally, I, I find that actually musicality helps in, in both of my hobbies. My, um, I play a lot of video games. I have like 800 hours in Tears of the Kingdom and Animal Crossing, not, not to flex on anybody, but uh, each. So it's pretty crazy. Um, oh, wow. And uh, <laughs> and my latest diaper fixation is collecting figurines. I'm really into sunny angels right now. So if there are any sunny angel girlies in the chat, um, I have a few up for trade. So yeah, they're um, just Google sunny angel. It's kind of polarizing. I think they're very cute. They're double cheeked up. Unfortunately, I don't collect sunny angels. <laughs> I wish that I could, you know, do a nice segue there. I do, however, play a shit ton of video games. <laughs> um, I just hit eight eight hundred hours in Destiny, and I started playing in August. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Outside of that, I mean, I just got a dog in February, so he takes up a lot of my time. Um, he's a little shit. Uh, his name is Walnut. He's an Aussie doodle. He's very cute, but sometimes he's not so cute. Her name's Maple. So. Oh, oh, that's cute. Types of wood. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, also, I mean, other than one that, of the best like, donuts Tim Horton doesn't sell anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Wait, do they? They don't sell maple dip. Is that what you're saying? No, maple walnut. It's old. Oh, oh. I've been having the hardest time finding any jelly-filled donuts at Tim Hortons lately. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm pissed about it too. That's so that fucked up. That is so fucked, and they, yet they have like cinnamon apple bread twists or some shit. Yeah, they have like teriyaki bowls now. Yeah, bring back the jelly donut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go. For all your American listeners. Yeah, I've I've been in school forever. That's the other thing I was going to say. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of it, I think. I guess I don't do too much stuff. I do mostly the band. I was in boxing, but I had a... Uh, career-ending injury <laughs> so i'm taking a bit of a break i'm taking a bit of a break shot i thought we were about to relate because that's what happened to me <laughs> oh really oh yeah i dislocated my knee in the arena oh shit oh that sounds gnarly i got punched in the head pretty good so <laughs> as yeah, what happens in boxing oh <laughs> uh, it's just uh you should have seen the other guys that's all i'm gonna say yeah, yeah. He got booed at a show. Yes. He wasn't really, there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forgive him. Um, so otherwise I can play video games too. I am playing Final Fantasy sixteen right now. There's even more. And then I'm gonna play Armored Core six. And then Whoa. I'm gonna play Resident Evil Four remake. Um that's pretty much most of the stuff that I do. Yeah, that's. <laughs> um, I I just do music, so if I lose this, I'm fucked. I have nothing after this. I, I, just, I apart from I like I do this, and then I just jump between this and just solo stuff, and 
wash dishes when I get home. So once music goes, it's just washing dishes. For you grocery me. shop too? Not even, not even like to get paid, just because it needs to get done. He also takes naps with his hands in his pockets. He also that is will the just find any shit I've heard all yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> He'll also just find anything that's around in the room and just like throw it around and like play with it and like twist it. And I, I don't need video games. I need just objects. Yo, if if fidget toy companies are looking for sponsorship opportunities, let me tell you. Well, Renee I'm an educational she... assistant. I have things for you, Lucas. Renee Ooh. told me that she bought you a. a a fidget toy for work. Christmas last year and you didn't even use it. It didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. It's, it's, it's the taboo nature of fidgeting that He's makes still it fidgeted. <laughs> it's the taboo nature. I have one in here somewhere that I'm constantly filling with and it's like 12 blocks connected by a string and it's the oh. best thing ever. That sounds, that sounds so good. <laughs> I've lost it, but that's all right. I have this one gray hair I just pulled out that I keep playing with. Can I have that? You can't see it on camera, but it's really long. My my own head. What the hell do you mean? Who? Who did you pull that out of? Who did you? We all got some good locks in this band. No one's balding. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're over our hour point as we started recording. Oh, Susie, what's up? Oh, no, I was going to ask you a question. I, I, yeah, uh, go for it. It's kind of random, I guess, to, to close twist, it out, just because yeah. I know we're, we're, going to, we're going to time. But um, what is your favorite uh, savory snack variety? Could be a chip or a cracker. And how do you store it, assuming you don't eat it in one sitting? Like, do you, if it's like a bag of something, do you like use gravity to like put the items in the bag on top of the open bag part to close it? Like, are you like a, are you like a, I need a clip kind of guy? Are you like a who cares kind of guy? I think it says okay. a lot about a person. So at Costco, there is a type of chip called Cape Cod chips. They are the crunchiest things on the planet. What's their flavor? I love Cape Cod Regular. chips. They're delicious. <laughs> but you can only have a couple or else your teeth start to hurt. What's their flavor, though? Just regular. Just plain. Oh, There's salt. Okay. It's oh, it's okay, really fire, just fire. an excuse to have salt. Shit. As for what I use to store it, this is the most ridiculous shit I have to say and admit. Uh, do you know what a banoodle is? A noodleist? A banoodle. Are you allowed to say that in public? <laughs> beep, beep. I well, think I, I can guys. say that. I don't think you can say that. You're going to get put on a list? <laughs> uh, it is... It's a metal stick covered in plastic that's very flexible. Oh, oh. like a big twist tie kind of vibe. Okay. Sort of. Um, literally not. They had some crazy advertisements at three o'clock in the morning on the shopping (laughs) channel. I somehow came into a number of them, and they are all I use for my chips now. Do you say that you somehow came into a number of them by purchasing them? (laughs) No, no, I didn't. Somebody died. I was given them. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Don't explain. It's no not more. somebody I do, though. Okay, then wait, wait, wait. then do explain. 
Or uh, will you get it in was trouble like if you explain? A co-worker's Bequeathed. grandfather's friend, and they were in a box of china I was given. Oh, nice. Am I, yeah, am I, I also allowed to ask a question? Yeah, Dave, of course. What's what's something that you're really proud of, but you don't get to talk about often? Go off, King. I don't know. I have an entire platform where I can talk about things where I'm proud of them. But no, isn't it you always asking other people? This is a Spring Colors podcast now. We stumped yeah, them, but so we get is... it. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Uh, that's a hard question. Fuck. This is... Oh, I don't... This is why I asked the questions. Fuck. Um, oh, I guess that I've got a pretty good handle on editing skills for audio. I don't know. You. Okay. I do this podcast by myself. It used to be like weekly. So networking. Oh, this used to be like a weekly thing. And now it's just whenever I find something I like because time time is hard and money talking to people is hard no one tells you that it's hard it's hard if you play in a band with six people you always at least got five other people at the show and to hang out with it's that's That's money moves i'm giving for free all right i've got a couple more questions before you ask me more questions though Please, please, we'll stop with our questions. All right, no, that's okay. We can get back David's to that later. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I thought we were ending it out. No, 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 no. We, we no, got these, time. Th- well, these are the questions we, before you end it out. Good, good, <laughs> these good. are the Hit important ones. <laughs> a lot of people who may be listening to this because they are in a band or they want to be part of a band or something like that, but other than just like the innate chemistry that you all seem to have, what are some of the things that you think are like really important in ensuring cohesion and not pissing everybody else off? Put away your ego. That's the most important thing. Like that's top of the list. 100%. I think we have also learned to just be like very openly communicative at all times. We have two different chats. One of them is kind of just for shit posting, but the other one is for like really actually making plans and we have a shared calendar. And I think that like anytime anything does go wrong, we all kind of come together and we like talk about how, how, you know, we can, how we can do better or something like that. So I think um, just being communicative with each other and, and yeah, keeping an open mind about what we all want to kind of achieve, I guess, or what we all kind of want to yeah. do next. And yeah. And I think the ego thing too, for sure. Like if, if somebody has an idea and it doesn't pan out, then it's like, none of us are going to shit on them for it or anything like that, you know? So what I was uh, feeling when I first started uh, in this band was that I was I was just being really hard on myself. So it's kind of like the opposite of uh, end of the spectrum of the like leave your ego at the door, which is also not be too hard on yourself inwardly, which is yeah. something that I can do often. And I just kind of like um, I'm too nervous to like tell the people that I'm with and I think a big thing um with these guys was I was able to tell them that I was nervous I told Jacob and and Lucas that and you know there were 
two possible outcomes. One would be good, one would be bad. And I was lucky enough to get the good one, which was a very supportive response. Um, and, you know, if it was a bad response, that's just kind of what you have to deal with. And you are then aware that this is not the thing for you. So it's like finding the cohesion is really important and you have to be kind of honest with yourself, but also honest with the people that you're there with, because if they're not supportive of you, then you're not going to want to be supportive of them. And then it's going to be this like toxic thing. And luckily this is a very supportive group. Um, And yeah, it just kind of, you just have to find your footing in that sense. Thank you. That was very well said for the second time. Um, No, I was good. Um, My point from before, like objectively, I think learn more than one instrument. Um, Like I was just saying, I've played with a lot of people who are very good at one instrument. But I think when it comes to like writing or sharing ideas, the more you can like build on that perspective, the easier it gets. Like most people in this band, I think can at least like, you know dabble in like other instruments or like have a general idea which i think is helpful or if not instruments like vocals right like that's something um and i think the other is just like beyond being nice to the people you're with like being nice to everyone else you meet like if you want to do shows like and it's not i think people feel like the need to be like very outwardly friendly and if that's not your vibe that's fine but the bare minimum is like be kind and like be supportive to like other bands to promoters to people who are coming out Uh, Because like that truthfully is like, that's how you build a scene and that's how you do any of it. And I think the more you can do for self, like in terms of like DIY of like playing instruments, recording, making those connections, like making friends with people, like one, it builds a sense of community and two, it's, it makes it like a lot more fun. Like with my other band, we played in Barrie, Ontario last week, which like for those who don't know, the American listeners is like a pretty small city uh and it was a thursday night and like 60 people came out had never heard of any of the bands there was just like one person who built a lot of goodwill there being like yo this is going to be a really cool event come out and like that's how that happens by i think being kind to people and being nice to like every single participant in it because like anyone can be in a band and i think if you want a shot at it you need to remember that that like this is for everybody and can be for anybody yeah last question and you can all answer this as much as you want or as little as you want. What drives you to create in the music space? Yeah, big question. I just saw faces drop. So <laughs> I haven't done too much creating of music yet, but I just really wanted to play shows. It just always looked so f- I went to a lot of shows and, you know, I've been playing bass just like in my bedroom for like a decade and I never I did some stuff in high school that was really fun, so I just really wanted to, when Susie asked me to join the band, I was just excited to to play some shows. And now that that's happening, I, I think it's so fun. And just seeing people like support us and like cheer when it'll all end in ellipses comes on and stuff like that, like is so awesome. So like that was kind of the main thing that I've been getting out of it. And I think anything from here on out is just kind of, it's just hanging out with friends really and just making cool stuff, at least uh, from my perspective. Yeah, that's kind of like, where I was at too, I was in a couple of bands with a bunch of my best friends uh, before COVID happened and then everybody moved away and whatever. And so since then, I've just kind of missed that weekly getting together with the same people and like, you know, fucking around with like new music and whatever, whether or not I was creating it or not. Um, And I think I was, yeah, I was really in that space of wanting that again. And then when these guys asked me to join, it kind of like, 
synced up perfectly. So I think like I'm excited to start getting back into that flow and then also going further with it and like learning more from them and, and stuff. Uh, yeah. I try to find a way to like say this that doesn't make me sound like a pretentious prick. So that's why I'm giving this preamble. I think it's like pretentious prick. Like that. Mm, no, I I just feel like <laughs> as someone like like music specifically, I think has been like very foundational to like who I am as I like built a sense of self and like sense of identity. And it's like a weird sick obsession. Like when I write music, like I can't stop. Like I feel like I need to like, yay, like what Susie's doing. But then I'll like I'll write like six songs for like a joke band that doesn't exist. And then I won't touch an instrument for like several months because I'm like, okay, I got that out of my system. I'm good. And I feel there's like something in me that feels like I need to continue to do this. And that if I didn't do this, I would feel very unfulfilled. Like when I lived across the country, I obviously was like still contributing to like Spring Colors uh, and to like some other things. But it was really just from a writing thing. But like there was a part of me that was very much missing. And then when I came back to Ontario, like there was this immediacy that like I need to do this again right away. And I did. And then again, like had to go away for the summer for work and then came back. And then since I've been back in September, it's like all I've done. And it feels like so rewarding and so nice. Uh, yeah. So I think that weird, like uh, my roommates jokingly call it sick fuck determination. My sick fuck determination is what keeps me going. <laughs> uh, it goes with music and it sometimes goes with building Ikea furniture. I can't stop right away. Oh, that's, a, that's a good yeah. one to have, though. Yeah. Like whoever is in the same space as you is like, OK, David's doing his weird sick fuck thing. <laughs> watch out <laughs> so they don't they don't have to build ikea furniture he's he's out of control he's crazy um i'm just gonna ditto what everybody else no it's i think for me like we never even when we started like in high school way way back in the day like it was never for any monetary gain or you know for for fame and all that stuff like I, I think we just really enjoy each other's company and we just happen to make music that is good and that's a fact so <laughs> um, yeah um there's also like an energy that comes from being on stage that i think is unmatched and it, we always it's such a short time that we get to spend up there and just to add to what david said before like we have gotten to a point where we're comfortable enough to go up there and occasionally make the mistakes or, or slip up and still riff with each other and like at the last show um like D dave was he, he was dancing all over the stage he had a little fumble but he picked himself back up but there was a moment where like he, he, he yeah he like fully fell on a cinder block yeah but i didn't notice yeah i guess I yeah, most of us didn't notice but like we had a moment where we came back and we were kind of just like jamming for like 10 seconds and like that that's the shit i live for you know it's it's fun it's always really really fun maybe it depends on the day <laughs> um i think for me it was uh yeah the desire to create music kind of came from a place of wanting to get to know myself um I think if you talk to people who like like to travel, they'll tell you how much uh, seeing the world opens their eyes, and that is one hundred percent true. But I also just found that uh, kind of just sitting here on my ass, making sounds, and hearing what I like just excites me and makes me want to do it more. And then I feel like with every song I write, um, 
I feel like I've been able to just see a part of my mind that I don't think I've I've seen before, and then it kind of leads into David's sick fuck determination of just like wanting once you get a kind of taste of it, wanting to see more and more from there. Yeah, um, I think my answer probably echoes a lot of everyone else's answer. I'm here because of them. Like, I wouldn't be here without these guys, right? Like, I'm, I, I like creating, you know? I like coming up with, with little riffs and, and that kind of thing. Um, but it's, it's about the time that we're spending together. Like, that's what I get out of it. Um, and, like, I think in a, in a different sense, like... I'm kind of addicted to that loop of like putting stuff out, like finishing a song, doing a show. Like it's just so fulfilling to like start something, say, hey, we're going to do this and then do it like that. That loop is so, so addicting for me. And like seeing how much we've grown as well and like also hearing from other people being like you guys like have found your sound you know you guys have developed as musicians like th this is all stuff that, that people have said to me right that like i never would have thought that we would have been there like i always thought we were just doing this because it was fun you know like and i think i think there was a bit of that childish ambition you know like back when we were in high school or when we were 19 that kind of thing where it's like oh you know if we, if we do the right thing we'll make it big you know or like if we like put the right I don't know, choruses in, like, pe more people will like it. Like, I definitely fell into that trap a little bit. But I think at this point, it's it's literally just about spending time with these people and seeing what we can do. And, and, and what comes out, comes out. And, and usually it's pretty good, like Susie said. We're good at what we do. <laughs> I'm not... I'm gonna have an ego. I think we fucking rock. You guys are great. I love sprinkles. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. Do you like sprong colors? <laughs> I like sprong colors. I like spring sores. Um, <laughs> as I accidentally <laughs> fucked up and called it in my notes, I like spring colors. Um, I didn't realize that I also made a typo until like five minutes ago. Spoink colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I love it. I think that you're all great. You're doing some really cool stuff. I, I enjoy the music. I'm excited to see what comes next. So where can people find out more about Spring Colors and catch up on where you're putting out stuff? Probably our Instagram. Uh, is it just Spring Colors? Spring Colors Band. Band. Um, is pretty much our whole Not handle. to be confused with the color palette. And if all a lot of your listeners are American, there's a U in colors. That's Great yes, clarifier. Canada. Yeah. I think it's Spring Colors Band as well. We're we're consistent with it there. <laughs> um, and then yeah, pretty much all of our updates, whether it's it's shows, releases, merch, anything, either shows up on Instagram or shows up on TikTok. As always, audience, those links to lead you to Spring Colors and their Spotify page, for instance, that's going to be down in the description below. Go check and them the out. And the beef drink? Oh, and the beef, beef drink. Is, yeah, put that in there. Yeah, let's get an I affiliate will see link. see if I can find yeah. it. It was... Uh, 
Was it Do you want a picture over? of Jacob's dog too? We talked about him earlier. We could we could well let in the ch- in the chat. Several pictures of my dog for sure. We can just we can upload just it to my my Twitter or something like that and just I'm on your no letterbox context. too. Oh yeah, my letterbox. I don't know. I think it's Amani dot Sabri. I won't tell you how to spell any of that. <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> Go check them out. They're they're great. I genuinely love your music. Like I, when Loom came out, I listen. I listen to it like every other day. I'm not joking. Oh, let's it's go! So Thank you. It's so good. For his American listeners, he's not lying. He sent me an Instagram message saying that, and you can find it down below in the chat. We're putting it in there too. <laughs> <laughs> the Jacob, Sean, Lucas, Susie, Amani, David. Did I get y'all? You did it. Okay, fucking yeah. All of you, thank you so much for joining me this week. Audience, thank you so much for joining us. Spring Colors has already launched, so go check them out and the various other things apparently I need to put in the description. (laughs) Take care, everybody. Hope to see you somewhere out there. Thank you, Zach. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much to David, Sean, Amani, Susie, Lucas, and Jacob for joining me on the show this week. Honestly, it was such a blast having them, and if we included all those little glitches and shit that happened, this would easily be the longest episode of Schedule for Launch I've ever recorded. I loved having them on, and would love for you all to go check out their stuff. They're a great group of people, and I can't wait to eventually make my way up to Toronto to see them live. Check the top link in the description to hear more about them. And thank you for listening, audience. With the new year coming up, I think I'm going to take the rest of the year off just to give some breathing space around the holidays, as a lot of the creators I've reached out to just don't have a whole lot of openings until after Christmas. So keep an ear out. Also, if you are following me on X, formerly Twitter, you'll probably notice that I'm not really posting there. I'm not. I've hard shifted over to threads now. If you want to follow me there, I'd love to have you, and you can stay in the loop. That's everything from me, though. Have a safe holiday, and I hope you enjoy. It'll all end in by Spring Colors.